Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My guest today is Dr. Lyle Berkowitz, who's the CEO of KeyCare. And today we're going to be talking about innovating virtual care together. Welcome, Dr. Berkowitz. Thank you for uh, agreeing to be my guest. You bet. Um, If we could begin today with you giving an overview of your uh, background. Uh, Sure. So, um, First of all, I am a physician, actually trained as an engineer, but um, went into um, medicine uh, and very quickly got involved in informatics. And uh, I trained as an internal medicine physician, primary care physician. And I did uh, most of my career at Northwestern Medicine in Chicago. Um, I was part of the primary care group there. I had a a practice um, and um, started out at 80% clinical and over time went down to about 30%. Um, and I started doing more and more health system executive work. Uh, initially, the classic IT informatics work, um, eventually rolling out um, a couple of EMRs for Cerner, later Epic. Uh, and then in about the 2007 timeframe, started one of the earlier um, healthcare innovation programs uh, at uh, Northwestern, uh, where the focus became more on how do we use all this technology um, in more innovative ways, you know, using you know, any combination of cool technologies, workflows, people process, etc. Um, wrote some books on that and um, you know, kept myself busy um, trying to optimize our system. Along the way, I also had a couple side hustles. I was chief medical officer at two publicly traded companies in the digital health space, advisor to many more, and eventually started creating some companies, created a company called Health Finch, which was in the workflow automation space, was how to use technology to automate and delegate basic workflows for doctors, take it off their plate. Um, And eventually, um, uh, about five years ago, I left Northwestern and joined one of the larger telehealth companies, MD Live, um, where I helped them scale um, and uh, improve their processes, quality, et cetera, oversaw um, strategy, operations, product, et cetera. Uh, And, um, and then in 2020, um, we wound up uh, selling uh, Health Finks. I um, stepped in a more executive role there, left MD Live. They eventually sold to Cigna. Uh, and so I'm exited out of everything. And in 2020, COVID's coming. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm doing a lot of consulting on um, sort of telehealth, the health systems, uh, and uh, did some investing, watching everything. And by 2021, sort of recognized what I thought was a need um, uh, in the industry to really help health systems um, ramp up in virtual care space. But we'll talk more about that later. So um, sort of this interesting um, uh, progression from engineer to doctor to executive to entrepreneur. Wow. Very interesting uh, career path there. Um, I hope you're fulfilled at this point in time with all that you've achieved. I'm the happiest so. I've ever been for sure. Great. Uh, so can you tell our audience about key care? Yeah. So um, over the past year, we've created this new company called key care. Um, and uh, we are actually um, a tech enabled, you know, virtual care workforce platform um, that's built on Epic. Uh, so uh, we are the first startup and only telehealth vendor that uses Epic uh, is our technology platform. Uh, and we're sort of setting up this uh, two-sided uh, marketplace, so to speak, where we are able to you know, have virtualists working on our platform, 
um, on one side, and then we connect to health systems, uh, usually using Epic on the other side, uh, to augment uh, what they're doing. Uh, we obviously start with um, the biggest need right now, which is urgent care, 24 by 7, 50 state urgent care. Uh, but over time, you know, we expect to add on a variety of other types of virtualists uh, to help them. And our overall goal and mission is to help these health systems um, focus on what needs to be done in their four walls, in their offices, as much as possible. So we can take some of the burden off on what I call the triple R threat that's sort of drowning their doctors. Routine, repeatable, rules-based care. And we believe that we can automate and delegate that to a virtual care workforce um, in a pretty efficient and effective way. Um, and if we do that well, you know, we really can allow their doctors um, to have more time to focus on things that the doctors really need to focus on, the proverbial making sure everyone's working to the height of their licensure, and at the same time making sure patients have access for all the routine care that they need. Wow. Um, I love that term virtualist. I'd never seen that until I started to uh, read in the literature about key care. Uh, such a great descriptor for those practitioners who are able to use their skill set um, and be meaningful digitally. So that's wonderful. Um, can you tell us how key care differs from other telehealth companies? You know, obviously, the big differentiator is that we've um, focused on using Epic as our technology, and that gets us you know, two major advantages. One, we have a, a fully fleshed out, meaningful use certified you know, EHR um, uh, stack that we're able to use, uh, and that allows us to do a, a, a much bigger variety of care uh, than simply just urgent care. Um, it allows us to use the, um, uh, the uh, quality and efficiency and other things have already been built up uh, within Epic. Second, uh, and very importantly, it allows us to take advantage of the interoperability that's built up between two Epic instances. Epic actually has been very good about um, ensuring very um, strong interoperability between two instances. Um, uh, uh, most Epic users certainly know about Care Everywhere. Uh, which allows data to be transferred uh, between two instances very easily. Um, that includes structured allergies, meds, problems, as well as notes, um, images, etc. Um, but there's also new functionality that allows for cross-instance scheduling, um, you know, from both on-demand to scheduled visits, uh, as well as the ability to support messages, orders, etc. between instances. Um, we are also take advantage of just being on uh, the Epic network allows us to uh, use um, care quality and similar interoperability features that allows us to connect to non-EPIC sites as well. Um, but that's, so number one, differentiation. Using EPIC allows us to do a lot more, allows us to be truly connected to our health system partners. Um, and the second big thing uh, I think that's important is we're truly built up to be of service to our health systems. Uh, we are not you know, creating you know, um, competition with them. Uh, we are looking for them to be the front door not us. Um, you know, our goal is to be part of the bigger picture of um, a population health uh, solution for them. So I look at us less as a telehealth or virtual care company and more as a population health enablement company. You know, we can bring this, this great workforce uh, to help um, in a variety of ways. Um, and by keeping everything on Epic, uh, we make the patient experience more seamless and the provider experience uh, more seamless as well to improve both the what we believe is the overall experience 
um, for everybody, as well as the quality of care and in the end, the economics as well. Wow, excellent. Um, that is a true differentiator. Um, so I saw where KeyCare recently uh, did a consumer survey and would be interested in hearing what some of the key findings were from that survey uh, related to consumers' perception of telehealth. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of surveys showing that the patient demand for telehealth is high. Um, and uh, we wanted to ask thing, a couple of different questions. Um, so the two big findings we had were we asked patients, how important is it to you that your primary doctors and your virtual care doctors are able to share the medical information, that your virtualists are able to see your medical record um, from your primary doctor and vice versa? Um, and they overwhelmingly, you know, were, were you know, felt this was very important. 79 said very important. The rest said important. Yeah, really, it was uh, a, a, a not a shock, right? But something that a lot of um, uh, virtual companies out there um, don't really do. And so they don't talk about it because they're distant uh, from the primary record. Um, and I, I think there's a big loss there and risk for quality. The second big finding uh, we said was for routine care, um, what, uh, how important is it that you, that you go into the office versus do a virtual visit? What, what is your preferred method? And what we found uh, was that uh, uh, for routine urgent care, as well as routine chronic care, that the preferred method was either virtual care or whatever was first available, that the office-based care was only preferred about 33% of the time. It's important to remember that you know, for maybe super complex things, they may want to go in the office, but majority of care is actually routine care. Um, and they really are looking for more convenient, efficient options for that. Uh, and so we want to differentiate when we ask, not just in general, um, do you prefer telehealth, but for these routine issues um, that we think are, are taking up a lot of the time in the physician offices, uh, do you really need or want them to be in the offices? And we found that they, they really do want more virtual care on a, a majority basis. Yeah, um, I, I, I can only imagine the added efficiency in uh, practices that capitalize on this kind of technology. At the same time, in uh, my company, we really try to extend the continuum of care so that the patients with chronic diseases have support as they're learning how to manage that disease on their own outside of the physician's office. And, and um again, the patients very much value having some surveillance of their health while they're in their home environment, um, trying to, again, learn what triggers their symptoms and manage those differently. So um, there may be some some uh, partnerships here uh, in the making, and um, both uh, provide a tremendous benefit for the overall healthcare in our country. Uh, so with that, what would you say if we had key care as a partner, what would healthcare look like? So one of the ways I like to look at it is, is how do we both improve the health of the patient and the happiness of providers at the same time? Because I right. think they need to be linked. You know, it's easy enough to say, oh, uh, all we have to do is make more providers uh, and, and make them cheaper, et cetera. But that's not going to happen. So I often suggest that um, we really don't have a shortage of physicians in America, we have a shortage of using them efficiently. So a future is where an executive can go to their, their doctors, primary care docs and specialty docs, um, and say, 
hey, we're going to increase your salary by 50%. We're going to decrease the amount of patients that you have to see in the office by 50%. How would you like that? Uh, and of course, the doctors are going to say, well, what's the catch? And you're gonna, they're going to tell them the catch is that, you know, you have to start acting like an executive and the head of a team. You have to believe and trust in team-based care. And what we're going to do as a health system uh, is we're going to empower you and give you a team. Some might be on-site and some might be off-site. We're going to ideally work with key care here uh, to create a tech-enabled virtual care team that's going to support you, doctor. You're at the top of that pyramid. And the result is that you're going to oversee management of a larger panel size. Um, and uh, majority of that care is going to be automated and delegated and done you know, in a way that ensures that routine stuff is done consistently. Because in actuality, doctors aren't necessarily the best at that. We've seen that. But uh, we can create a workforce and automation tools that ensures that routine is, care is done regularly. Um, remote patient monitoring being a good example of that. And, and then use the right type of analytics and other tools to say, you doctor need to see these 10 patients a day. These are the ones that are most complex. They're the top of the pyramid. They're the ones that really require a doctor and a face-to-face -face visit to be seen. Uh, but overall, you and your team are going to manage 50, 100, 200 patients a day um, via some combination of automation, asynchronous care, virtual care, and whatever has to be done on site. If we do that, we've successfully you know, actually managed and handled um, the, you know, the, all the things that are uh, the quadruple aim is, is trying to get to, right? We've um, increased access to care. Uh, we've ensured a really good experience that you can get, at, you know, get care where and when you need it, um, and it's consistent. Mm -hmm. We can improve um, the economics of care, and we can improve provider satisfaction. So our ultimate goal you know, is, is actually helping health systems rethink how they manage a population. This concept of population health is not a new idea. Um, we simply believe that we have an opportunity to execute on it in a way that actually makes sense um, from a clinical um, and process and um, economic manner. Wow, that's so great to hear because I feel like the uh, health systems that I've been associated with have had um, business areas of population health, but those were areas that were very, very data rich with not a lot of tools in the toolbox to do something meaningful with that data, which is what it sounds like um, key care is aimed at doing. So great, great work. Um, love to hear about that. So what's next for key care? Uh, so um, we really just launched uh, in August you know, with our first health system. Um, you know, we are providing um, you know, urgent care 24 by 7, 50 state to um, a group called Spectrum Health in Michigan. Uh, and we are set to roll out to a number of other health systems uh, early next year. Um, the next year is going to be all about growth. Um, there are about 625 health systems in the U.S., um, 400 of them use Epic. Um, and you know, our goal is to start partnering with as many as possible and showing that we can succeed and that we can take some of the work and load off of the doctors and the health systems so they can take care of the more complex stuff they need to focus on um, and that we can provide high-quality care at scale. Um, and over time, 
uh, the goal is to become more efficient. Um, so we talked about virtualists. The virtualists are not simply doctors who practice online. It's conceptually different, just like in the 90s, we went through this concept of breaking out the hospitalists. Virtualists mm -hmm. can and should have you know, a different strategy, mentality, and, and technology that is optimized to what I believe they're, they're best at doing, which is, again, doing you know, highly efficient um, care for the routine um, type of activities that take up the bottom 50% of the pyramid. 50% of patients, as you know, represent 5% of the cost, and yet they're gumming up the system. So how do we, right. again, automate and delegate those as much as possible? So uh, our goal right now is to start um, you know, showing that we can do this, uh, scaling, growing, et cetera, and then over time, uh, adding in efficiencies uh, that will include um, you know, everything from automation to asynchronous care. Wow. Um I wish you all the luck in the world because if you are successful, it can be the beginning to a dramatic change in how healthcare is um, provided across our country and um, hopefully make a dent in the uh, excessive cost, et cetera. Uh, so thank you for your time today. And is there any last words that you want to share with our audience before we close? And I think, uh, like I said, that the most important thing is to recognize that you know, we are you know, continually in a crisis in healthcare, you know, workforce shortages, access issues, doctor shortages, et cetera. Um, and to get out of this, we have to start thinking differently. Uh, and we, you know, I truly believe that you know, a tech-enabled team-based approach uh, is how we you know, not only you know, improve, but truly you know, change our system. Um, and it's going to take a lot more than even what we can offer. At the C-level, uh, for those listening out there, right, it is going to mean physician compensation redesign, you know, cultural changes with respect to team-based care, um, potentially changes on how you're getting paid in a variety of ways. So it's an all-in type of approach. But if done well, we all can win, and, and that's what's going to be important. Yeah, 100% agreed. And moving the front door of healthcare away from acute care and into this digital space should have, again, a dramatic effect on overall cost of care while improving quality. So love to hear it. Um, thank you again for being with us today, Dr. Berkowitz. And thank you all for joining. And I hope you'll join us soon on our next episode of Bringing Virtual Care Home. Have a great day. Thank you.